Welcome to Fandom City, where it's a remote, where your pals at Fandom City discuss TV shows you watched. Tonight, we're discussing our favorite Christmas and holiday specials. Before we get started, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Shell. I am Leona X. I'm T. I'm Kat. And Bebo. Alright. Well, even though Christmas isn't... Christmas time is my favorite time. From Halloween to New Year's Eve, this is my favorite. Get out of here! I did not wow. know that. Wow, I, I had no idea. Yes, I like I that no whole holiday season. I really don't care about the commercialization of everything, but I do like the feeling That's of nice. all of the holidays that oh. come. I like the music. You're I like still the movies. Innocent. I like the TV shows. Nah, I, I'm jaded. I just like to <laughs> pretend. I like the innocence of all of that. I understand that. So I watch all the Christmas movies, even the, the bad ones. No, no, I'm sorry. I watch a lot of Christmas movies. I don't watch Lifetime movies and I don't watch Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. But I watch all of that. I enjoy the holiday specials on Elder Scrolls Online. I do it all, okay? Wow. <laughs> I love this time of the year. All right. So I wanted to do some TV. Sh- I wanted to, do- first, I won't lie. I started to do a whole bunch of Netflix movies, but I. I kind of got over sugared and decided to do um, TV yeah, shows. Dude, what happened? <laughs> did I do that? Yes, I did. Really. Um. Um. So I, I, I personally picked two TV shows. I picked multiple TV shows, but I, I narrowed it down to two. So my first one is from Sanford and Son. Um, it was it's Ebenezer Sanford, uh, from season five, episode twelve. Um, and on in this one. Fred, uh, read the description that they have on um, the fandom uh, wiki. And it said, it's, it's a Christmas Carol, Sanford and Son style. As friends and family of Stingy Fred try to imbue our curmudgeon hero with the Christmas spirit. Naturally, Fred is resistant to the efforts until he has, has a dream replete with ghosts from Christmas past, present, and future. Who look um, awfully familiar to Fred and us, because it's Lamont. Um, I don't, and so, um, basically what it is, he's, Fred is being a full-on jerk. He actually, in some places, he, in some ways, he kind of would have Ebenezer Scrooge and, and oh boy, from Scrooge, um, what's his name? Francis Cross. Like, what is your deal, dude? Because he was just being mean. He was mean. He was, he didn't want to do the chores. He, he didn't want to, he didn't want to do anything, but have, he ignored Lamont. He wanted everything to be his way or the highway. Maybe yeah. he has seasonal depression. Could be. Could be. Maybe. Or maybe he was just a jerk. Because a young man came, approached him, and he needed to make a little money to, you know, wait to this last minute to buy his parents Christmas gifts. And all. he wanted to do a little work around the junkyard for $10. Right? And um, Fred was like, yes, because Lamont ain't going to let do, do Christmas until um, the chores are done. So, no, he do all he... All Lamont wanted him to do was straighten up, do the inventory. Fred had this boy do the inventory, straighten up the junkyard. He had to paint the house. And he had to do it all in two days if he wanted to make his $10. And Lamont was like, are you kidding me? All right. And not only that, he was mean to Esther. Esther brought him a gift and he didn't want it. Um, Rollo bought him a gift and he didn't want it because he told him that it was going to be hot. You know, he like he... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said he didn't want anything from the oh, wanted Rallo. list. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was funny because when um L- Lamont 
was asking about the young man with the ten dollars and Fred was like, I'm gonna give him ten dollars and a bonus and um, a Christmas bonus. And Lamont was like, That what what is that gonna be? He had a, he said a big smile and a firm handshake. <laughs> so he went through all the the Christmas um he went Christmas past was um him visiting his seeing his mother when he was a little boy and um she had sent him out to go buy some bread and she asked him where his change was and he said he had to buy he used the change to buy a wiper for the junk because when he grow up he was going to be a junk man and you know and uh, (laughs) he he when he get older he's going to make a million dollars working a junkyard he's going to buy his mother wipers and he felt bad when he um looked back on that because turns out he didn't buy a junk wiper he bought candy and he lied to his mother So he felt bad about that and he wanted to leave. So when Christmas present came, they went to Esther's house where everybody, including his girlfriend Donna and um, Esther's landlord, some rando white man, <laughs> were singing Christmas carols. Her and, sad um, piece. Right. Huh? Because it's a her sad piece. Yes, because Woody wasn't there. <laughs> So um, they were singing Christmas carols, and they asked him um, why wasn't Rollo was there, the landlord was there, Donna and Esther. Well, where is Lamont? I invited him, but um, I didn't invite Fred, and I didn't want Lamont to feel bad. Lamont didn't want to feel bad that he was that Fred wasn't invited, so Lamont's not coming. And you know they toasted to Fred, you know. So Fred felt bad about that about you know being left out being you know so crusty that even esther didn't want him there and so he wanted to get me out of here get me out of here and then in christmas future lamont showed up and uh, each one of them he dressed in christmas past he looked like he had junk on him and christmas present he looked like he was a king from a deck of cards lamont and in christmas present he was dressed in a, a silver shiny space suit and Fred asked him was he the ghost of Christmas Liberace or something like that (laughs) but um in the Christmas future you see Fred just sitting in a chair with a spotlight on him by himself no one wants to be with Fred anymore so he felt bad about that how did they ever sorry that's the question how is this different from any other time (laughs) right so um when he he decides to do right, he he pays the young man right. You know he apologized to Lamont. We um we, you see um the scene they kind of repeat the scene Esther at her house with the landlord, and um they sing it and then Fred they they repeat her not inviting Fred, but Fred and Lamont show up and um Fred um they all he he basically he's cheerful and he's Merry Christmas and he's nice to everybody and they ask him um to sing right and it's funny because he was like um no i don't want to sing then he looked at the the landlord who had a guitar and he was like a flat and then he started singing don't make me um, sing <laughs> <laughs> he, he turned into nat king cole all of a sudden and he sang um what is it that have yourself a merry little christmas basically mm-hmm. sang the whole song he, he um, red fox kind of crooned it out <laughs> but it, it was a pretty good episode it wasn't the, it was funny it had its funny parts and i won't lie all the parts where fred was being mean were funny and the parts where he it was kind of touching but um of you know of all the christmas episodes i've watched it was one it was 
not as funny, but Christmas episodes not always funny. It was funnier than the um the um Jefferson episode I've started to watch, and I just I had already bored us with um Halloween. I didn't. That was it. Boring. <laughs> it just they had interesting choices made. Right. Well. Christmas, well, the only thing I remember about Jefferson's Christmas is that her doorknob looked like diamonds and when she looked went to the past and I was like, I don't want to That do was that. a good episode though. That was a Christmas episode? I gotta look for that. Okay. I and think it was. I hope it was since I brought it up. See, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to throw you out, put you out there, Shell, because you didn't okay. tell us all the deets until right, you know, right before. So okay. I didn't watch it. But as you're describing, uh-huh. especially when you describe Lamont's get up, I remember this. I remember mm-hmm. the Chris, the Liberace thing, I think. But I wish I had gotten to see it now. And I'm not even a huge... Sanford and Son makes me uncomfortable. I don't watch it a lot. The whole junkyard mm-hmm. life ain't the life for me. <laughs> right? Like, so like, Could you tidy that up? <laughs> I would like to know how they make a good living. Because... They don't! And, they can't! And even they're not broke. Right, they're fine. And uh, even though I feel like I remember this episode, I don't remember him saying he aspired to do this. I, I thought he just kind of landed in this life. I didn't know it was a, a lifelong play. I did forget that that um, it was important to him that to remember that his mother called him Fredzy when he was younger. So he had the young man call him Fredzy. Oh, oh, and it did end with um, he told Lamont that um. He had to wait till February to get his Christmas gifts, and Lamont wanted to know why. So a young man came to visit them with his parents, come to find out that Fred had gave all of Lamont's presents to them. Everything Aww. was monogrammed. Oh. So, so he, he, the father had on Lamont's tie with an L on it that that stood for love, and <laughs> his mother had had um the handkerchiefs i think it said love someone or something it was it was everything was but it was all lamont stuff and it made me laugh because you know i used to um get the kids to um skip christmas gifts and wait till february and get that tax but this episode aired december 12th 1975 and like i said it's season five episode 12 it's on Peacock and Prime, and Prime has it wrong. It's season season five, episode eighteen for them, and I'm trying to figure out where they getting all these extra episodes that no one else. Why are they streaming That's how they are with two two seven. Yeah. Huh? That's how they are with two two seven. When I was trying to find the Halloween episode, I was like, "This is not it." <laughs> I don't you get why they be on bonus episodes. You know, because you're because you're paying for Prime, you get the the backstage bonus. scenes or something. <laughs> Anyway, so that, I thought that was a really good episode. Okay, so my next one is The Strike, Seinfeld, The Strike. And that was season nine, episode 10. Guess what? That was the last season. I thought that episode was like episode, that in season three or Same. Something. So can I just say that? Because I watched that episode too. And I was like, where is it? It's in the last <laughs> season? I would swear I talked about Festivus for season. years. I could have. Right. Just like Chinese Restaurant, how I didn't know it was that early in the show. I thought it was later mm-hmm. in the show. This was way later than I realized. So I agree. Right. So a festivist for the rest of us, right? Okay. And according to, I think this was Wikipedia. In this episode, Jerry dates a woman who looks attractive sometimes and ugly other times. Kramer never. returns. Same episode? She was never ugly. Yes. Same she was episode. never ugly. Um, Kramer returns to his old job at a bagel shop. They was on strike for 12 years. Nobody told Kramer to go get another job. 
<laughs> and um, George gets out of buying Christmas gifts for his co-workers with fake donations to a made-up charity, The Human The Fund. Human Fund. The <laughs> Human Fund. So, in this episode, guess what? This was a hard episode. After I watched it, this was the funniest between the two to me. This was the funniest all of all of the stuff I watched so far. But it was the least holiday out of all of them if it wasn't you meant if it wasn't for the fact that there's decorations in the background it's this freaking diehard of sitcoms <laughs> right now hey because in the mention of festivus okay um they start off at a hanukkah party at tim watley's and tim watley is like a, is was he always a dick like that because yes he is and but they they're all jerks okay um I'm going to tell you this before I go into detail about the show. Watching Seinfeld now in 2021, all right? These are the most white, privileged, jerk-ass white people I have ever seen in my yep. life. And I fully understand now why the last episode they asked us end up in jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I know we don't go into it, but I was just saying this to you, Shell, because I, I said I watched this episode because I was considering doing it. I only mm-hmm. liked Frank, and he was the angriest person in the show, but yes. I only liked him at the end of this episode. I was like, all y'all are getting on my nerves. <laughs> yes. Y'all are like grown brats. Right. Okay. So you got um, Elaine, um, Kevin Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall is hitting on Elaine, and she's going to give him a fake number. And what's her problem with him? He has on a denim, a vest, denim vest with metal buttons. You know, but she ain't saying top siders and his carnations. Like, what's her problem? No, he she didn't say he was unattractive, she didn't say he was broke. She said, Look at that. She's like, He had on a vest, and she pulled out her fake phone number to give him. No problem, we all do it. We all come up with that fake phone number, but um, she needs that. She She's stupid. Um, Jerry goes and hits on a woman at the party that he thought was pretty. Turns out that to him she's she's pretty only in certain lights okay and you call that the ben affleck it was that's exactly yes! what i thought of i thought of ben affleck while i was watching it like yeah <laughs> yes um and george goes and eats up all the cocktail weenies at um tim wiley's party fast forward to i guess the next day um they at the coffee shop um Tim George George is opening his mail. He gets a a, a letter. Uh, he t- um they, they talk about the date that J- Jerry had. He ready to make a move on her. Elaine obviously didn't like um her dude, but she just realized that she wrote her phone number on this card for her um sub her sub um she goes to some sub, atomic subs and it's a rewards program you order 24 24, 24 subs and you get one free subs. 24 subs 24 stores that she didn't like 24 but she bad subs it. bad subs but she determined to get it because she you know it's like going to a bad movie you want to see the end jerry said leave you know leave the movie but um so that's what make elena jerk now she want to get in touch with this dude so she can get this free sub right um, Georgia jerk because George is George. He mad because Tim he gave Tim Watley Yankee tickets, and Tim Watley made a donation in his name to a to a um children's charity. 
and he is offended by that and where's your christmas spirit and all of that he's yelling in the restaurant because he wants you know it's big salad you know moment mm-hmm. in this thing he wants he wants to get what he get but he did give him an idea to pass out fake gifts to, to his co-workers to the point where his boss was like we got to give up give money to a charity so i'm going to give twenty thousand dollars to the human fund and george was going to keep that twenty thousand um like i said kramer gets called back from strike his strike and the guy at the bagel shop like everybody else got a job and he's a jerk at that and um it, it's just so funny because jerry spends the whole episode back and forth with this lady ugly this way not ugly that way and to the point where kramer thinks jerry is cheating on this lady because right. they all think she ugly. I, I had a problem with that, how they thought she was ugly. <laughs> and um, you learn about Festivus from, because um, I guess George got a Festivus card from his dad. And Jerry thinks it's funny. And they tell the story about Festivus. And it's where you air your grievances. And again, that brought me to more of privileged white folks. <laughs> you know... My favorite part was when Frank, Frank this, how he explained why he um, was getting, how he got into a festival because he was buying a doll for George when he was younger. And he and this man were fighting over the doll. He said, as I was raining punches down on this man, <laughs> I decided there had to be a better way. <laughs> and he was right. What am I doing right now? <laughs> this is my life. Turbo man, like Jingle all the way. <laughs> Anyway, we all saw this episode, so I'm curious what y'all thought of it. I don't want I think I went to way too much detail, but so I still liked it, but but I I definitely by far liked Frank the most. His anger, his mm-hmm. I got a problem with you people, or are you people? What did he say? I forgot he said it. Yes, we had air's grievances. I I quite yes. enjoyed that, and I quite enjoyed. I like how he called Kruger out. Yes. And I think that's why he's a favorite part of the show because he was just the realist. Like this is what mm-hmm. you, this is what we do for Festivus. You came to my house Festivus. What we gonna do? Gonna air our grievances. It's gonna start with me, homie. The rest of them right. are just so weird that it annoyed me a little. That's why I couldn't pick this episode. They all annoyed me so much. Just the Elaine passing her using fake fake numbers, you know, from the, yeah, the guys um, at the at the racetrack the, or whatever the racetrack to to then using it the the bagel shop you know and then i like how it was turned around to her that she's so determined to get this that she got in a steamy bagel shop and her makeup and her hair get messed up and the guy thinks she too unattractive to be bothered with so he gave her a fake number and she looked like offended i don't mind the fake number part no me neither i just mind the fact that tell the dude you're not interested I wouldn't not that it, Well, we know that don't always work. No, TV, okay. But. It's not even that. It's that they you're too ugly for me. You're too denim vest for me. <laughs> I was more put off if anything about him. I'm with this dude right now. You don't know my situation. I could be with anybody. That, that or anybody too. here. Anybody here. You don't know. You just gonna stare at me like a creep. Get out of my face. Yeah, that yeah. too. Well, Jerry went and kinda hit up on that lady like a creep. Yeah, he did. I haven't seen that episode in a long time. I remember they had the pole with the feet, the strength. Mm-hmm. Yes. And George is acting like a big baby every time you brought up Festivus. But he, George is such... I always thought George was a butt-wide. But like, <laughs> watching it, watching it, how long, how many years later? This was ni- ni- 1997. They're all jerks. They're all jerks. Mm-hmm. 
But as a matter of fact, Kramer might be the least jerky out of them, and he's just such a perquacky weirdo right. that. Because <laughs> remember when we all watched a Chinese restaurant and had to go, what is their deal? Right. I always stepped in with them. Always. Like, why did you go to a crowded restaurant? When you only right had a few movie. minutes right to go exactly. to movies, what is your problem? <laughs> Even when Elaine came up in the ca- ca- cafe and it's like, oh, I won't order. And then it was like, I'm going to Atomic, whatever. Why are you shouting this out in front of this waitress? What is your deal? Why are you? <laughs> They're selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess this made it so funny watching these selfish idiots. Like... Yes. And, and, not, and, 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 and. I don't find it any less funny, but it does. The, look, I do look at it through a different eye. It's not only. It's no longer looking at it as stand-up comedian Jerry Seinfeld and his friends. It's these are a bunch of jerks. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. You can watch the. This was um, like I said, it aired December eighteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, season nine, episode ten, and you can watch it on Netflix. Fun times. Fun times. Okay, Beepsters, you there? So, Bebo and I are gonna um, tag team in as we do at times. What? Somebody whisper something? No. Okay, so we also had a few choices. Um, it seemed like I've been obvious and done the office, but I didn't because that show can be offensive sometimes. So, <laughs> I will keep my laughs to myself. <laughs> um,. What we did choose to, so one as the Boondocks, season one, episode seven, Bebo. Although I've also seen it considered episode eight. Seven or eight. One of the two. It is a Huey, Huey Freeman Christmas. It aired December 18, 2005. And the synopsis says Huey's writing his school's annual Christmas play while taking some creative liberties. Meanwhile, Riley pay, pays a visit to Santa. Hashtag revenge. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, so, I love this one from way back when it aired, right? I love that it opens with Jasmine at the church, like, preaching a sermon about Santa, basically. Um, and what did she say? She said something like, it's time for us to take the hoes out of music videos and put them in your mouth. Can I get a ho, ho, ho? Like, you know all about Priority Express or whatever. I'll take the Reindeer Express because it's free shipping on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually wakes up from this dream like, Santa? Like, she was so ready for Christmas. So Christmas is all about, it's Santa's birthday as far as she's concerned. She even at some point tells Huey and Riley that Santa died for our sins um, so he can give us <laughs> eternal presents. <laughs> Jasmine. Meanwhile, Huey is Huey, and he's like, I'm not here for this pagan nonsense. Um, but before he talks about his feelings on Christmas, he's in class, and his his culturally sensitive teacher is talking about Kwanzaa. Um, trying to explain, he's like, Kumba, Kumbe, Kumba. <laughs> um, he's like, you're talking about the Harambe salute. Anybody want to do it with me? The Harambe. Anybody? And all the kids turned and looked at you. <laughs> hey, people, what you say? Racism. 
<laughs> yeah, see. Pretty much. Here we? People be knowing. They just want to hear to know everything about Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> um, so he's talk the teacher talked to Huey about doing the um Christmas play and he's like, Me? You want me to do this? He's like, You will lose your job because I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> and my my favorite part about this episode actually is when he's talking to granddad about Christmas because you know, granddad Christmas means a lot to him. And he's telling him, explaining how it's a pagan holiday. And I've always enjoyed how he like goes into like what what it started off as and how it used to be this holiday that was like debauchery, basically. Full of debauchery. It had nothing to do with Jesus. And there's no way Jesus could have those winters were would have been too harsh. There's no way he was born. Like this story don't even jive. It don't make sense. But the more he's talking, suddenly he's the Charlie Brown adult to granddad. Are you here for <laughs> <laughs> that is like this is boring (laughs) (laughs) um but he does agree to do the play but of course he's like i'm gonna put every element of blackness this is about black jesus um and the pta is not trying to hear they're like jesus is not black like you gotta change him to any other race how about white (laughs) 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 what'd you say the only reason the pta was against it i think was because they just fired all the kids. It was all he did. That is true. So the kids weren't doing exactly what you are right. They weren't doing what he we wanted. He said, do I look like Charlie Brown to you? <laughs> do I look like Charlie Brown? You fired. Get out. He fired all the kids for not doing what he wanted. And then the PTA was mad. But then the PTA had to, they also didn't love like what the story was about. Um, but it actually turned out they ended up doing the play the way he wanted it done. And it people did love it, but the teacher did lose his job. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, I didn't even talk about Riley. Riley is gunning for Santa. He, he started fighting this like, Dear Santa, you bitch nigga. Excuse me. You bitch ass nigga. <laughs> um, and I don't even really, I feel like I still fully get his beef with him. What was it, Bebo? It was because. When they lived in the hood, Santa did nothing. That is true. He did say that. Where was you at then? So he attacks a mall Santa. Uh, He beating up the dude. And and the dude, when he gets up, when they finally get Riley off of him, he's like, nobody has Santa's back? Nobody? (laughs) Like, he looking at all the kids. He was like, F this. And just left. Like, y'all just let me... Y'all just let me get my ass kicked like that? (laughs) Crack me up. But he... So he, I mean, excuse me, Riley was the Santa stalker. So I just like those different storylines about Christmas and like how these different kids view Christmas. Obviously, Jasmine still had an innocent view of it that it's just about getting gifts and being happy. And Huey and Riley just have totally different views of what it was. And it's like seeing it. I enjoy it. Bebo, were you want anything else to it? That's <laughs> Do y'all remember it? I never rewatched okay. that one. Yeah, I remember it. Me too. I remember that's how I learned about Saturnalia. I had never heard of that. I saw that episode. I remember I had heard it before, but not explained in that way. He explained it so like, like it was so concise and like, oh right, okay, um, huh, Christmas. Um, <laughs> but nobody wants to hear all that nonsense. They want to hear what they want to hear. And that's like, mm-hmm. fine. I don't mind their gift exchange and the traditions it's become. But let's be real that it's not what you act like it is. Exactly. 
I mean, I had heard one version that said that it was it was basically gift exchanging, but you were the harvest was coming to an end, and they were just trying. They were twelve days of partying and getting rid of all the food and everything, and drinking and having fun with each other, and that um, religious groups decided to usurp it. Right. Of course. I mean, I I just don't. I still don't understand people like telling their kids. Santa exists. Santa ate children. That is all. And, and oh, well, and then <laughs> look at it now. You know, they went from religious groups usurping Christmas to retailers usurping it. So, right. You know, Charlie Brown. You know, I started to do that when Charlie Brown Charlie and his Dunza. his speech. You know, his Thanksgiving um, episode speech about the commercialization of Christmas. You know, and that was in the '60s, and now it's just like. Wow. At August 1st, Christmas stuff is out in the store. Yes. And um, today, when I was at the store, they were already, you know, breaking Bathroom. down and putting up the um, putting up the storage stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting ready for Boxing Day, and we don't even celebrate that here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, these kinds of things. It's this episode, I remember loving it so much when it first aired. I think it's because it reminded me, remember, I was young going, this is mm-hmm. bunk. I'm not into mm-hmm. it. I'm not. I don't like it, and I didn't like it because it lasted so long. Like, show. I appreciate mm-hmm. that you enjoy it, but there mm-hmm. was a while where I really. Now I, I like it again. I do. I may not be at your level, but I like it again. But there was a while where I hated it because I feel like it just lasted entirely too long. Why does it have to like be sat oversaturated like everywhere to where you have See, to hear the same songs over and over? I, I didn't. I didn't love that. See, I like the holiday season. See, I like Halloween. I like the idea of Thanksgiving because I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, I like the Chris- I like Christmas movies and Christmas music to a point. You know, I don't need the radio stations playing Christmas music, you know, from Halloween to February 3rd. I don't need all of that. I don't care about putting the tree. I just like that, that, you know, the, I, I'm nostalgic of the old feeling. I, I do get mad when I walk into a store in August and the Christmas trees are already out, you know. I mean, they've definitely ramped it up because when we were younger, stuff didn't, nothing happened the day after Thanksgiving. Nothing. There were no trees, no music, no nothing. There definitely weren't radio stations playing Christmas music 24-7. That didn't I mean, happen. So I now, mean, of course, it's like, this is all stupid. I hate it. But see, they were putting trees up. Some families were putting trees up the day after Thanksgiving. But it really is, like, it's like I said, it's just worse now. Like, they really are tree trees going up Halloween. All right, take those pumpkins down and put that tree up. And, you know, with Black Friday, it's just even worse because it's just like, let's just jump straight into it. So, but I just like, you know, like I said, the, the movies and stuff. But I get it. I understand why people dislike because there is no spirit. You know, you know, I'm going to donate money to you <laughs> in, you know, December. and But I'm never, but I'm never going to look at a homeless person again. I'm going to feed the homeless two days, a, two days a year, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. And I'm never going to look at them again. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna push them down when they come at me. But I don't. I just don't like that feeling. Get out of here. Anyway, but off of that. But I get it. I get Riley. I get. I. I even appreciate Jasmine's perspective, even though mommy crushed that perspective a long time ago. Long. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna announce real quick that Debo doesn't feel well, so he's gonna bow out. Oh, okay. Huh? Okay. Hope you Thanks for joining it. us. Thanks for joining us. Um, thank you, dear. Um, okay. So then I was also going to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, which is one of the Beeb's favorite shows. Um, so this was, I couldn't, this was similar to Halloween. I had a hard time deciding, but I did decide on season two, episode 10, The Pontiac Bandit Returns. Um, that aired December 7th, 2014. Um, long synopsis here. Uh, the Pontiac Bandit, a.k.a. Doug Judy, is back in custody after jamming up Jake and Ro- Rosa in his previous encounter with them. But when Rosa discovers that Judy knows the whereabouts of the Giggle Pig drug leader, Captain Holt offers the perp a plea deal to help track down the drug kingpin. Meanwhile, Gina and Boyle are nervous that their parents might be getting too close, and Santiago makes Holt a Christmas gift against his wishes. Um, so I love this because I love all Pontiac Bandit episodes, actually. Um, I love a good PB&J. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I don't know how, but I didn't even realize they coined that term in this episode because I don't even make a big deal of PB&J in the last episode that they have together. I don't know why I didn't realize that, that he made that up in this one. Um, but I just enjoyed him. I enjoyed a Ganiac. <laughs> <laughs> he and Jake are so funny together. And I, I also enjoy like his little thing with Rosa because he is just like... <laughs> She was like, let's make it out. She was like, he was like, ooh. <laughs> Every time she even seemed like she was halfway, like partially interested, he was like, oh. His reaction to everything she said was cracking me up. Because um, she said, even when they went to meet the um, drug kingpin later, she was like, I'm I'm his I'm his girlfriend. I'm pregnant. He was like, he's the greatest, he's the greatest lover. lover. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was like, nice. <laughs> um. Yes, and also, oh, oh, so there's a point where they're, he's making a lot of deals, like, negotiating with them, and, like, you're going to let me out, but also you got to, like, put me up in a hotel, and he's talking a whole, like, back and forth of what they can have, what he can have, and so they do set him up in this decent hotel, and my favorite thing he says in the hotel was, hangers off the ride, because mm. <laughs> that is true, not every hotel lets you take the hangers off, you know you in a nice one, they let you take the hangers off, like, oh, we done made it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um I just enjoy anything PB and J. I could talk about them the whole time. But as far as the other the side stories, those weren't bad. I'm not a big Gina fan. Oh my gosh, I know I said this last time. I'm not even. But I realize I recognize it more and more. And so Gina and Boyle were funny to me, but Gina gets on my nerves. Oh, oh I thought it was just me. No. She's my least favorite character. She's my least favorite. And it makes I'll take lunch over Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Teddy that Amy was. Yeah, right? I, Gina just annoys me. Though my favorite line that was said with that featured them, though, was when they met their parents for a date and Boyle's dad said, This is like a fun Christmas four way. <laughs> 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 And meanwhile, Amy's story of working so hard to have to give Captain Holt a gift. This dude said he don't want no gift. And she and he said, well, they said, what counts as a gift? She said, if it costs money. And luckily, my time was worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, girl, it's nothing to brag about. Right, what did you hear? <laughs> 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 oh, 
and she was like, oh, yay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't want yeah. to think. I thought anything bad. He's like nobody, nobody thought that. Th- not even for a second. Like no one thought. <laughs> Your scrapbook for him was like a binder. Like why was it that thick? At what point is he going through this entire no scrapbook? Right from Ray to Z. And I love that he didn't look at it. He said, "I'm. I keep my word. I said I went in Peru, so I." <laughs> oh, I also love any episode again. we can flash back to him with that hair. <laughs> Why did he have that fro wig always in the past? With that crazy mustache. He looks like a porn star. <laughs> the Brooklyn Broiler. Oh, and she go. Oh, oh, sorry. Another line I liked was when she and Terry come in to tell him about the Brooklyn Broiler. And she goes, Nog, Nog. <laughs> that was a, a play on words. And he was like, Yes. You took the word from eggnog and replaced it wherever you knock. And Terry was like, oh, he did like the joke. <laughs> that told you he liked it? All he did was... Knock, knock. Oh. Knock, knock. I love any Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was a good time. I feel like I was all over the place, but I enjoyed it. At the end of the day, obviously, Pioneer Bandit gets away because he always does. Right. If Jake could just get over that crush on him... <laughs> right, <laughs> he falls for him every time. Reunited, Doug Judy. Doug Judy. Anyway, that was it for me. Oh, you can watch That's it on Peacock Hulu. You can watch Boondocks on okay. HBO Max. Which I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, um. I had a hard time with this only because I was telling Leona and Mint that when, whenever we have something like this and it's a theme, my brain freezes and I can't think of stuff. So I have to Google it. <laughs> see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had watched so many Christmas movies that that was all that was in my head. But um, so I did settle on. I chose a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. Season three, episode 10, Yippee Kayak. It aired on... December 13th, 2015. Um, the synopsis is Jake, Charles, and Gina get into trouble while doing last-minute Christmas shopping. Terry tries to make it through the holidays without a call from the precinct, and Amy takes part in a polar swim with Hope and Diaz. So what happens is uh, Jake realizes he's dating Amy at this point, and he realizes he forgot to get Boyle a gift, so he asks Gina to go with him. But Boyle says, I'm going to go with you since it's last minute. Well, I'll help you find something. Well, he says, who did you forget? Oh, I forgot Amy. And he's like, I'll go with you and help you. So while they're at the store, um, the terrorists, <laughs> robbers, take over the store and take hostages. And Jake is excited because this is finally his Die Hard moment. Because <laughs> Die Hard is his favorite movie. And he wants to be John McClane. So they're trying to find ways they can like use what they have in the store to take overtake the robbers but keep Gina safe because she's um a civilian um and Terry has this thing with his brother who I wonder if his wife if he and his wife ever had a conversation about the fact that her brother and he look a lot alike right. like that's weird <laughs> that's very they're both big and tall and, and black like it's like what you married brother weirdo <laughs> um and amy you know pretending like she wants to do the polar bear swim but she really really doesn't but the, the to me the standout of this episode was 
the die hard moment. So like they're trying to find weapons and they get like the little things you put in the shoe when you want to shine them. The daddy always mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. The yeah. Things. And um, <laughs> curtain rides yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And so when Jake is like looking to see who's there and it's like all these guys, he doesn't, he just sees him. He goes, you're Klaus, you're Gunter with the umlaut. You're, I can't think, think of the other name, Ivan or something. And then they say to the other guy, hey, Matt. He goes, ah, Matt, what a regular old name. And then they end up kidnapping Gina because she goes off to go try to do something herself. I don't know what, because she's Gina. I don't pay attention to her. <laughs> but they beat up everybody and he's crossing off their names. And he's like, and then he said, hey, Matt, that's what you get for having a normal name. And then he's asking them who they are. And the guy's like, I can't really say, but he said, hey, he said, Canadian? Why aren't you German? <laughs> <laughs> or Greek? Or, why are you Canadian? But they end up getting out of it. It was a really, really funny episode. The, the thing I wrote down, I'm going too fast. There's a point where they don't know how they're trying to get Gina, but they're trying to get Gina and the other um, hostages, and Jake sort of sacrifices himself. And when Boyle comes to save them, he says, Yippee Kayak, other bucket. <laughs> <laughs> because he thinks that's the life from the movie. He really thinks that's the life of the Hope said something that I thought I wrote down, but Lord knows what that paper is right now. But there were just a lot of good one-liners in it. It was a really good episode. And um, Mayhem was on it. He plays... Um, what is his name? The Vulture? I want to call him... The Vulture. I want to call him Caffey so bad. I'm like, he isn't oh. Caffey, what? <laughs> the Vulture... Um, he gets into it with Terry, but it was really it was a really funny episode. But honestly, the best part was um, Boyle and Jake saving the day. I agree. I love that episode. And you can watch that one on Peacock or Hulu. And then I didn't realize like so Hulu separated it out. Excuse me. So they had certain shows, and it was like Frasier, Superstore, Brooklyn Nine Nine, whatever. And all the holiday episodes were right there. I was like, I didn't go look. Thank you. <laughs> it's right here. Handy dandy. Thanks a lot, Hulu. Yep. So, originally I was going to do Leverage because it's one of my favorite shows. Um, and then the original Leverage had two um, Christmas episodes. And one of them is, the focus of it really is about the main character, Nate, talking about the commercialization of Christmas. And that would have gone really well with this conversation we're having earlier. But I chose, I chose an episode from the uh, reboot, Leverage Redemption, which was very, very good. Um, It is season one, episode nine, and it's called The Bucket Job. All of the episodes came out on the same day, which was October 8th of this year. Um, the Leverage Team's holiday good deed goes awry when their attempt to give a small town librarian the spy thriller adventure of a lifetime is interrupted by a shadowy spy organization. So, you, I don't know if y'all know what Leverage is about. You know what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the team is getting together. They're just having Christmas dinner, but somebody comes along and he's like, hey, um... I live in a small town, and I love my librarian, but I feel like all he does is sit in the library. I, can you guys, like, make an adventure for him? Do something for a bucket list type of thing for him. So they decide to 
look over the guy to see what they could do for him. And the librarian is LeVar Burton. Ooh. So, like, his whole thing is he's always telling everybody what book they should read and yada, yada, yada. And they look through his library card and, and to see what kind of books he's he's read and decide from what he's read, what kind of adventure to give him. So they decide to do him, give him a spy adventure. Um, and Elliot is, like, coming in like, oh, I'm a spy and these guys are coming to get me. I need your help. And so... LeVar Burton's character is like, I'll help you. He has his little bag or whatever. And they have this little sporty, flashy car that they borrowed for this whole thing. And Elliot's like, it's this car. He's like, they'll spot you right away. And just like, breaks into another car and hot wires it. And he's like, (laughs) so Elliot's like, uh, you know what how work cars? He's like, you don't want to be caught. That's all I'm saying. So he's like driving through, where you got to go? Who do you got to meet? And he's like, I got to go meet my handler at yada, yada, yada place. And they have this whole plan of Noah Wiley's character is his, hand, is his handler who was betraying him. And they have these actors who work with Sophie who um, are going to pretend to beat everybody up. And then Sophie's the person he's supposed to give all the information to. They meet a hacker, blah, blah, blah. So all the while they're doing this, the, the guy is like telling a hacker, oh, psh, you can't do that. That can't be right. You'll, you'll get caught right away. And they're like, how would he know this? He's a small town librarian. So then they go to the meet and to meet Noah Wiley. And the far Burton is like, everybody in, by the way, everybody in the restaurant is an actor. But he sees how, how hinky they look. And he's like, so he like does some judo move on Noah Wiley and knocks him out. And he's like, and Elliot's like, what's happening? <laughs> and he's like, that guy was gonna turn on you, and he was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, so they're waiting for the stunt team, the actors to come in, and a real live spy organization comes in, and he's like, you stay over here to LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton kicks everybody's ass. (laughs) (laughs) And then Elliot gets kidnapped, and so this is when they find out that LeVar Burton is actually an ex-spy who got sick of the game, and I think he had to kill somebody but didn't want to, he got sick of the game, so he stole a piece of evidence and faked his death. And at the end of it, like this shadowy organization is trying to come get it from him. And they fake his death again so that he can live out the rest of his life uh, in his small town. But yeah, it was really cool seeing LeVar Burton. Like, he was kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> he was kicking Whoa. everybody's ass. And then, but like, you should read this book. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool and then like there was this point where like there was seeing a hacker played by um Parker and um she's like next time can you guys hang out if we can watch TNG and then like as they're leaving he goes what's TNG do y'all get it cause he was on TNG the next generation yes yes okay. Cause I was like, <laughs> Leon's like, okay, TNT, TNT, sure. and had a, and the, <laughs> I didn't know they called it TNG, so I was like, oh yeah. so there was a, a few jokes like that. They're talking about him being uh, a reader and all that kind of stuff. So they had a few little inside the Bar Burton jokes, but yeah, it was a really good episode. By the way, that show, first of all, the original Leverage is like one of my favorite shows ever. I've watched it from beginning to end several times. And this new one was really, really good. Can't wait for season two of that. So, is this it's on uh, everybody but Timothy Hutton, and um, 
Aldous Hodge. Come on. Hardison. Aldous Hodge is only on a couple episodes because he was filming City on a Hill at the same time. And they were like, you can go do some of it, but he knew he couldn't do both. So he's he sets it up where he has somebody take his place. That was weird. He sets it up where he has somebody take his place. Um, his sister started attacking for them. And she fits the team really good. So yeah, I'm hoping he'll be back for season two. Because he was, he was missed, but it, it worked out. The way they told the story, it worked out. Cool. Hmm. Oh, that's on IMDb TV. Cool. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time, Kat. Oh, no. me? Y'all do a <laughs> end next or something. Y'all just be leaving me out here waiting <laughs> for my cue. Stop. <laughs> Curtain's Sorry. supposed to open. Hey, I'm not Kat? supposed to lift it up like y'all ready. Okay, you're ready. Well, I chose a singular one, and it was um from the Amazing World of Gumball Christmas, which is the 15th episode in the second season. Um. Basically, what happens is it's Christmas in Elmore, and the Watersons hit Santa with their car and give him amnesia. <laughs> and they have to spend the whole episode trying to fix Christmas with amnesiac Santa. <laughs> um, everything happens. They hit him. He starts looking like a dirty hobo somehow. I don't know how hard they hit him, but... <laughs> they hit him real hard apparently he don't remember nothing he's real jaded about everything nicole's real upset that she has to house this dirty man in her house because she's, <laughs> she's like what's going on now um the kids are like you you gotta save like you gotta remember who you are so christmas can still happen and they take them everywhere they take them to the mall and are like you gotta do the santa thing um like we're gonna tell you what we want for Christmas and you gotta do the Santa thing and tell us that that's what we're gonna get. And it's bad, it's terrible. Um, Anais talks about how she wants four ponies. She wants three around the house and one just for herself. And dude literally goes, I think you shouldn't give kids everything that they want because they'll become spoiled like this one. <laughs> Darwin was like, I just want world peace. And Santa was like, now you're just being unrealistic. <laughs> Gopal just wanted to sit on his lap and he was like, no. <laughs> and so they, they all got upset about that. Um, Richard was like super stressed out because he ran over Santa and ruined Chris. He was like, I'll be on the naughty list forever unless I do a bunch of good deeds. So he was going around the city bothering people, trying to help them, making messes everywhere. Um, The way the episode starts, you're honestly not sure if this dude is Santa anyway. <laughs> With how this show goes, he could have easily not been Santa. He was. Um, <laughs> Richard found his sleigh, dropped one of them heavy presents on his head, and put his memories back, and dude started glowing like Santa all over again. But boy, was it messy. It was entertaining, though. I'm sure. I don't Silly. think I've seen that one. I'm gonna go watch that. 
Yeah, I, 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 I like Gumball. Me too. I have to say, of the modern day cartoons for kids, Gumball is the best. It <laughs> is. I agree. You said modern day. Because a lot of them are trash. And they are. that's actually yeah. pretty good. I, as modern as I've been is, um, I can't think of what it's called right now. The Backyard Again, so I don't know if it passed it. Um, what? <laughs> you know it's not know modern, right? Snap. Backyard Again is like early 2000s. <laughs> We've been past that and get here with some backyard kids. <laughs> well, if you come across a kid watching Gumball, don't shame them. Sit down and watch it. Nicole is the best cartoon you? character on. She's the best cartoon Nicole's mom out there. there. She make Wilma Nicole? look like a chunk. <laughs> Nicole. She has a wonderful name, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is on HBO Max. Gumball? Yeah. It might be. I watched it on Hulu. Okay. I believe it's well, I mean, it's on Hulu. It's, it's on Hulu and HBO Max. Gumball. Okay. That's all I got. Fantastic. Okay. Um, Alright, so we'll all yeah. chime in and talk about Oh, Teddy? Yes. Ted Lasso! Teddy. Yeah! <laughs> I don't even know what the guy is saying. Me I always neither. skip the intro. Me neither. I skip the intro, so all I ever hear is, yeah! <laughs> like, I skip it. Um, really? You skip it? I got it. I don't know. If I don't, start, if I don't skip it right away, I got the whole thing. It don't let me. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't jump, you, you gotta. He can't get too hot, um, far mm-hmm. into that A, and then it's the skin. Then it's too late. I hate when I'm too late. I go, and the intro is so short. Yeah, man, like I just got a chance. To skip it. <laughs> I don't even hate it. I don't know why it bothers me so much. But anyway, season two, episode four, Carol of the Bells. Show. Oh, it's Christmas in Richmond. Rebecca enlists Ted for a secret mission. Rory and Keeley search. Search for a miracle, and the Higginses open up their home. And it aired um, August thirteenth, you know, the second Christmas, two thousand twenty-one, <laughs> and you can watch it on Apple TV. And it was a great episode. Dare I say the greatest Christmas episode of any? Can I just say that of all the stuff that I watched today, it or you know, building or anything building up to this, you know, it was the most Christmassy. It, it was it the most that spirit was there. It had the spirit. It was funny. It, it just had all the things that you want. And I, in a way, because you know, Shell and I talked about this earlier. Shell was like, "I ain't gonna put it if y'all gonna put it." I was like, "I ain't gonna put it if y'all gonna put it." <laughs> so the fact that we were thinking, you know, all you know, yes. possibly thinking about putting this, we all pretty much enjoyed it. It was just to me a great episode, and it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so it short. Does. It seems mm-hmm. like. I think what I liked most about this episode is that it felt like the team was part of the family. Yes. You know, you got to see a yes. bit of the team. I liked watching all the, the um, um, Tier, is his name Thierry? And, um, mm-hmm. football and, and everything. Danny playing, Yes. The playing nerf. with, playing mm. with the kids. He, he said, tell my beautiful wife. I love her. No, you'll tell her yourself. <laughs> Introduce me to her equally beautiful twin sister. <laughs> Just for the little one to come. Like them up. I love yes. that they lit them up anyway. And then he tied them up and made them hostages. I thought he killed them. 
Um, no, I agree. I loved seeing them at the Higgins, but I also loved them at the beginning during yeah. their gift exchange. Yeah, they were like, mm-hmm. you know, who pulled such and such? They're like doing like a drum roll to see who right. pulled. Like they were just excited to exchange each other's names. Even Jamie was like, Jamie. Sorry. Jamie had a favorite <laughs> line because he felt bad that he forgot, but he like legitimately forgot. Like, yeah, or didn't know. He, he didn't understand what it was. He, 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 secret Santa. I ain't want to spoil a surprise. <laughs> but I like how they all quickly. Hook this dude up with a gift. And he said, God bless me, everyone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jamie, why? Why, Jamie? Jamie. Oh, I actually watched this. I think we were, we had, somebody texted about it the other day. So I watched it. And um, as I cut it on, the mister came in. He's never watched any of it. He sat there the whole time and laughed the entire episode. <laughs> I thought he was gonna fall asleep. You know, pussy old. <laughs> but um, he stayed awake and he laughed the entire time. Good episode. It's it's just a perfect episode, even the Roy and Kiwi stuff with mm-hmm. Phoebe. Well, first of all, her even prepping before Phoebe, but sexy Christmas. But <laughs> Phoebe, I'm sorry, that breath. She said, "Go on, let, let, let us have a smell." <laughs> and she, she wanted to pass out. <laughs> Phoebe was like, "Is she gonna die?" <laughs> And then how Roy, when he smelled, was like, <laughs> I think you made me die. <laughs> he had just said, it can't be that bad. And then he almost oh passed God. out. Lord, it's Phoebe. Oh my God. And I was like, how did they not notice it before if it's that bad? Right. 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 You just would have smelled it from the back of the car. <laughs> Hello. Maybe he thought he drove past something rancid. He didn't know it was her. <laughs> what was that? She did, keep, she did keep sitting like this when yeah. she first got there. She was doing that. I liked how they um, went house to house in his posh neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was, I thought all of their interactions was really cute. I thought that, oh, because when, when Kat and I were watching it and um, Ted started getting depressed, I was like, this dude is depressed watching a movie about a guy who wants to commit suicide on Christmas. And Kat was like, sometimes it be like that. <laughs> 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 but can we can we talk about how mom go get old boy back i ain't saying they gotta facetime all day but this was just a few minutes like right gonna take off with the drawing and we done talking right, right. like right. she's a jerk i can't stand i'm glad they're I divorced i hate her, her. <laughs> I, I can't stand her at all i mean it's like great timing Be- rebecca had that great timing though because he was about to be like after. He's about to crawl all the way into that bottle, right? And, and Rebecca knew because I, I didn't I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but when he even says to everybody that we're gonna Facetime mm-hmm. all day, Rebecca's looking at him like, "You about to be in for a surprise? That ain't gonna go how you yeah. think it's gonna go." Right? Yep. I saw somebody on Twitter say, "I guess they I don't know if they had just watched it, but they were like, like all the caps, Rebecca." Mm-hmm. You threw rocks at his window. That's the most romantic shit you could do. Rebecca, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, it is the most romantic thing. Spell out his name. What? Yeah. Like, what message are you right. sending? <laughs> but it ain't a message he's reading, yeah. though. He's like, no, he was like, he ain't okay. reading it. And it's wild because I love, I love the idea. I love seeing a strictly platonic relationship between a man and woman where they love each other, but it's not about nothing else. Right. But damn it, I want them together. I can't. The war inside me. The war inside me. My ship says Sharon. 
Well, I be but Sharon was his therapist, so she not no more. So, but yeah, <laughs> that's kind of that might not be on the up and up. But I did like him and Sharon together. I don't ship him with anyone that I've met so far. Mm-hmm. It's not even really a ship. It's just like God, I love y'all together. Yeah. I do. Like I'm I not like Ryder. I like their dynamic, just... Rebecca and Tess dy- dynamic. Yeah. But I, you know, I like, I like, I like all of, they all have a certain amount of chemistry, even with the, the, um, the minor characters. He, he has great chemistry with everybody. I remember we said that before. He has, I could link him with anybody mm-hmm. on this show. Cause his chemistry with everybody. I've never seen any show, movie or anything where a character had chemistry with mm-hmm. every damn body. Including like every, guest characters. Everybody. Yep, Even everybody. Rupert, he has chemistry. great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, right. Everybody. Mm-hmm. The Sam, the uh, not Sam, but the uh, the the guy with the uh, African um, oh football mm-hmm. soccer team. Yeah. Even him. Yeah. I'm like, you just sparking with yeah. everybody. How is this possible? But <laughs> yeah. okay, I would like to know because this was Cat's first episode. What did you? Oh, think? you haven't watched any before this. None. Oh, okay. I thought it was interesting. It was funny, but also um, my mouth was open a lot because <laughs> there were so many things that felt kind of shocking. A little girl had somehow had rancid breath. <laughs> That's rancid shocking. breath. Pretty shocking. And her mother. Of course, Bernard. Of course, Bernard came for you. Sorry, buddy. Your mo- Yeah. Her mother, the yeah. ER doctor, or yeah. nurse or doctor. Yes. Nurse, I think. She probably was like, ah, it's just bad breath. Get over Royal, it. take care of it. <laughs> I I like the the little boy who kept the door open while Roy admitted that he had his own little. Yeah. <laughs> right, because he's first of all, homie. Why are you still listening to us? He said, "Hold on, let's run his back." You want your pants? I do too. <laughs> Not I have. I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Be like that. I do that. <laughs> oh Would you God. watch more, Cat? Yeah, I think so. So, Cat, so you don't even know that Higgins, like people always just kind of ignore him. So the fact that everybody came over, that's why that was such a special thing. Because he does reference the fact only two people usually come, or the most they ever mm-hmm. had was two. Um, but it is kind of like surprising, but pl- like pleasantly so that mm-hmm. they've all decided to come uh, celebrate. With I remember being so scared his wife would be upset that so many people showed up. Yeah, she was like, right. "No more of the barrier." Right, we got plenty of food. I think that's kind of what made it special because no one shows because they do treat because they did from the beginning in the first season kind of treat him like that bumbling assistant, and yeah. for everybody to show up, all of the the. The um people that didn't have family for all of them, there's so many people to show up. I thought that was great, you know, because I don't yeah. think they had a, I don't think they ever included him, pulled him in the way Ted does. Mm-hmm. I think before right. Ted, he was the guy who managed stuff, managed right? Some operations or whatever. Nobody talked to him, but Ted yeah. made him like part of the team, so they all like got to know him, and I, mm-hmm. and I really love that. And I also love even when he does a little speech and he named where everybody was from. Yes. Yes! yes, I love it. And they it. all were like, I feel seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. So sweet. 
was like, I want people to care about me. <laughs> I I have to say, um, this gonna be might be a little bit of a spoiler cat. The the picture that Nate Nathan gave mm. Ted, I was like, you was really mad over that cheap frame picture. I should smack you. <laughs> yeah. So, cause I forgot it obviously when it happened in this episode, I was like, oh, there's the picture, there it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you mad because you know it was a cheap frame and you could have <laughs> done better and you felt like Ted didn't appreciate it? Cat, just know that picture comes back around. Mm-hmm. Mm. It comes back around. And, and we didn't see that coming that it would, but it does. Nate. Nate, Nate. Nate's great. <laughs> but yes, that, 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 that was a really... If people don't put it on me, that man alone. I know, right? I, I'll also add, I know Cat, this is your first episode, period, but Bebo has only seen maybe four? Maybe four episodes mm-hmm. of the first season. He's not even close to this, but he wanted to watch this one. He wanted to watch this Christmas one. So he didn't realize they like Rebecca. <laughs> he didn't realize that they get along. But he he liked it. Like, it wasn't like, hey, what the heck is happening? Mm-hmm. He actually liked like seeing like what the dynamic was. And he didn't feel spoiled by it. Um, it's just such a great feel-good episode. Like, I agree right. with you, Shell, that you... Shows usually are just set at that time. They aren't necessarily like that. Right. right like this is. I, and Kat and I was also discussing this like I was I was telling her how I was surprised at seeing um Rebecca being Rebecca through the, all the seasons and then belting out this Christmas yeah. <laughs> right well bringing bag bag full of presents yes like oh this whole yeah. bag is for this house right okay. <laughs> when she put the money where the money to the um the bus girl. Right. She was like, ah, just take all of them. Like, okay. I'm about to go busk. <laughs> but there were so many Tedism, Ted thingies in this episode. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, I like once so much I saw it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I did like once. That was a good soundtrack. Um People keep saying it was good. I gotta it's watch it's, it. It's it's, watch it's it's kinda boring, but it's such good music. Yeah, glad you watched it. Um, we can't. Glad you watched yeah. it. Got to enjoy it. It's worth it. It is. It's watch, the, watch the um, whole. Watch, watch. watch the two seasons. <laughs> um. So yeah. <laughs> no, you can watch that on Apple TV if you didn't know. And catch up on Ted Lasso all together because it's good. Yes, seriously, family fun. Um. All right. Any other thoughts? Before we close it out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, oh no. We can close it out. I don't have any more thoughts. <laughs> okay. Enjoy more all Christmas right. shows. Make sure you watch Charlie Brown. Make sure you watch. Charlie. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna watch it. Um. Watch yes. It everyone watch should watch Die Charlie Hard. Brown. Make and sure you watch Scrooge. And Scrooge. I'm gonna watch Scrooge. I'm gonna watch Charlie Brown. I might watch. I and think I'm gonna watch, to watch Elf. I watched. I Elf want to watch Die Hard and A Kiss Before Die. Uh, no, Long Kiss Goodnight and Lethal Weapon. But I can't find Long Kiss. You were gonna watch so Lethal Weapon. Wow. Oh, you should have came over here. Mom has it. I. I know. I'm, I should have brought it. And I'm gonna watch one black and white um, holiday affair. 
And of course, I watched my got their thing. watched my black movie, Best Man Holiday. Um, you trying to cry? You, you know I love a tear. You know, to look. Cry. Here's my thing. Let me tell you real quick about Best Man Holiday. I was watching it distracted, and I said, "Wait, here come tear jerky parts. I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta give all my energy." <laughs> So I, I oh cry. I love the parts that made me cry so hard. I love it. I can't. I already cry on a family stone. It's oh, not even like that kind so, of cry. And I'd be like, so I'm avoiding that. Add it to my list. Family stone, this Christmas, and um, nothing like the holiday. Nothing like the holidays. I, use, I can't find oh, it anymore. I, I don't know where um, that. No, but I saw it somewhere on a stream. What? Yeah, one time Blockbuster was going out of business, and it was three bucks. And I said, thank you very much. Love that movie. Y'all know I usually like a really good angsty. Yeah. It's too angsty for me. I think that's why I don't. I'm like, y'all got too much happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good angsty Christmas. I, I was either angsty or kill people. Like, that's where I'm I always oh, think goodness. of those three movies, right? I always think of those three movies because they are like that family, like, we don't always see each other. And when we do Sparks Fly kind of movies. Yes. I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> I love it. I'd be like, what's next? This is the part where you cuss her out. I love it. I can't. I can't. It's Best man I can do because they're not family, I guess. Okay. I'm trying to, I want you to watch it because I love that. Movie. Yes, I'm going to watch that. And it's weird. It is weird because, like I said, I love either give me violence set at Christmas or give me angst and, and people fighting and cussing each other out only to make up. But why did I watch a bunch of romantic right. movies? Yeah. See, and that's... That didn't lift my spirits. That's what it is. You gotta figure out which ones you like. I like to either laugh a whole lot or I wanna cry like Best Man Holiday. Other than that, <laughs> I don't know if I get into it. Anywho. <sighs> well, cat. Oh, okay. You can listen and subscribe to Phantom City Podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, phantomcity.simplecast.com, wherever you find your podcast. Check out our website, phantomcity.com. Check us out on Tumblr and Instagram, both at Phantom City Mayor. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at McFarson. I am at Alderman Leona X. I'm at Phantom City Mayor. Uh, support your local library via the being um it's still covid so do all worse the necessary COVID. precautions COVID. it's getting worse can we please get this better 2022 folks 2022 we're in year two y'all come on i had so many plans for i had so many plans me too why are we already talking it fast because <laughs> we because we know because we already know <laughs> Anyway, Please, anyway. thanks for joining us. Right. Thank you. Oh, happy holidays. Oh, happy, holidays. Happy, holidays. happy holidays. Bye. 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 Bye.